What is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. And I didn't totally forget to turn your uh, your, your slider up there, James. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a very interesting start to the podcast, wouldn't it? That, that would have been interesting if you hadn't discovered that till the editing point of view, because it would just be you talking and then silence. Yes. Yes, I mean, arguably could be a better episode, especially as today is a topical, because that means only my opinions would have been out there, James, which of course means the episode would have been 100% better. Of course it would, but it would also sound like you're crazy, because you're talking <laughs> you're crazy. to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is very true. And considering we're recording later than normal, having to do a re-record, yeah... That would have been yes, fun, shall we say. Mm. But anyway, James, how are you this week now that you're not muted? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> how has work been this week for you? Because we're still in this blistering heat. We had we had a, a full day of rain, though, James. We did. We did, and that was lovely. It was. It was, but uh hasn't changed much, though. No, it just made everything humid. Yeah, even more humid than it already was. Yeah, not not fun, really. No, but uh, yeah, has work been all right? Treating you all right this week? Yeah, you've you've that. seemed a bit more tired than normal. Yeah, I think again, it's I think it's from just from working outside and uh, feeling a bit dehydrated and a bit drained. Yeah, well, as I said, we're recording later because you were not feeling it, not feeling it yesterday. No, really. this is probably a polite way of putting it. But uh, yeah, we we we're recording a day later, but uh, things are better. We, did, we didn't have a game night this week, James. We didn't have a game night. Well, oh, well that's your fault. How's that my fault? You organised them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no, I'm just going to pass the buck and blame uh, Anthony from the MTVB. I'm fine with that. His work, in fact, no, his work, we'll pass it on to his work. <laughs> they made him work on our game night. Oh, well, that, that, that's just unacceptable. But considering the conversation we were having before we pressed record, I am f- absolutely fine blaming Anthony, <laughs> and he will find out why. Yeah, well, well, yes, indeed, he will. And he will pay. He will. He will indeed pay. But, uh, yeah, so no no Wednesday night gaming. We were exceptionally busy on Monday gaming, running the game club. Uh, I managed to get a game in, at least, because uh, people wanted to learn First Rat which was one of my acquisitions from the UK Games Expo. And I had great fun on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's really difficult this week to start this episode because we haven't really been playing games because we've been exceptionally busy with work and the game clubs have been really busy. Uh, We can't talk about the game we talked about last year because there wasn't one. So really, all we can do, James, is jump into our topical discussion this week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh, love it, love it, love it. God, I haven't heard that little tune for a little while. No, topical music. Indeed. I was like, oh, I can't even remember what the last topical we did was. But anyway, this one um, is interesting because I really, really struggled to think about what we could talk about this week. And right up to, I don't know, a couple of hours before we were meant to record yesterday, I still hadn't decided. And I was flicking through some old messages and stuff on our social media. And it suddenly hit me that I'd had a conversation with one of the listeners a month, two months ago, something like that, 
with regards to bias within content creation and how we personally avoid our own personal biases and and things like that. And, I mean, they know the outcome of, of that conversation anyway, but that's actually a pretty good one to talk about overall, I think, James, because honestly, do you think you have biases when it comes to talking about a game on the on the show on the show no because i talk about whatever you stick in front of me and go we're doing this week (laughs) Uh, yeah but even within that do you think that you have biases i have biases within gaming i wouldn't necessarily say i have biases within this show like we i think we've talked about this a couple of times the big one is purchasing a game based on theme Mm. there's definitely biases there it's like if i'm not a fan of the theme it's going to skew my initial opinion to the negative yeah very quickly which i do think is wrong mm. but i can't help it no and <laughs> i mean that's the thing isn't it you can't help it because it is human nature yeah and in everything in life we have biases you know what ki- what type of chocolate do you like james chocolate's chocolate isn't it no it's not you know I, I might like white chocolate. You might like dark chocolate. I mean, actually, I love dark chocolate. I love but- dark chocolate. <laughs> we, we can agree on that one. Yeah. Dark chocolate is amazing. Exactly. But it's no... Would you say no to a, a, a white chocolate bar? I would not. But you won't enjoy it quite as much as you would a dark, a dark chocolate no, So you have I, if, a bar. If, if I had a dark chocolate, a milk chocolate, and a white chocolate in front of me, and somebody said, pick one, well, I'm going for the dark chocolate. Exactly. And every you, single time. But if you were doing, I don't know, say, a podcast show, talking about a bar of white chocolate, and then the week before you were talking about a bar of dark chocolate, you're going to say it, it may well have been the best dark chocolate bar in the world. However, if it actually turned out that that white chocolate bar was literally the best chocolate bar in the world you're probably going to say the dark chocolate one was better because of your bias. Oh, on that, I would say no. Right. Because I I think, at the very least, that, that that's a slightly different thing you're talking about there, which is integrity and being able to admit when you are pleasantly surprised or wrong. So, See, I when, do feel that that's part of when I, when I say bias, and this is an example, I would think of, I'm looking at a gaming shelf mm-hmm. in, in my local friendly gaming store, and I'm browsing the games, um, and I'm trying to think of a theme that doesn't really appeal to me. To say... Um, kittens. Kittens. Yeah, all right. Kittens. Okay. So, more than likely, I'm going to bypass any game just glance over it if it's if it's got kittens on it because that's not my thing and more than recently i have to actually say to myself maybe even the same if it was laid out on a table you know mm. walking walking around the gaming club and someone's playing exploding kittens to pull something out of if we're sticking with the kitten thing yeah yeah i'm probably gonna walk past that and more recently i'm having to sort of stop myself and go you haven't actually played that so you don't know what it's like yes yeah so you 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 you're but saying that. that your bias is the one that has put you off playing that game. Yes. Okay. But if I was to play it and discover that I actually really enjoyed it, I could hold my hand up and go, oh, I, my initial thoughts were wrong about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think, I mean, that is definitely a form of integrity, but I also put that down as a form of honesty. Yes. You know, like if we are talking about a game, if I genuinely found this game to be 
something that surprised me is I'm going to be honest about it. Yeah. Same as if there's something bad about it, I'm going to be honest. If there's something really good about it, I want to be honest about it. But I do find that games, game types, we'll say for, for now, that I really like, I, they are already on the, the uphill. They're, they're probably two steps ahead. Yeah. You're talking because about... Because they're already yeah. in, a, in, a, in a realm of things that I like. We're talking about initial or first impression bias, basically, yeah. rather than pre-established bias which would be i've played again to pick a random thing out of the out of the hat um let's say a game mechanic uh, yes because it's popped into my head because we uh, it was on our last episode let's say uh um and i pick you choose mechanic yeah i've played five games with that and i didn't like any of them mm-hmm. so i am now probably biased against that mechanic yeah yeah i mean that makes sense it definitely makes sense because there are 100% mechanics that I prefer over others. And this is the thing. I, I actually sat down and really thought about this. And I, I came down to breaking my my personal bias down into six different types. And, you know, this these are things that I am knowingly... I, I know that I have these biases, which actually helps because I can somewhat fight those biases. Yeah. Um, but... Again, I think everyone has these biases, whether they notice them or not. So, I mean, the first one, you've already talked about it, James, is the kind of games you like and dislike. For example, I personally, I really like worker placement games. I like card drafting. I'm not so keen on hidden movement games, and I really dislike real-time games. So the first two are already going to be higher up on my bias whereas the latter two are going to be further behind they're they're now on an uphill struggle because they're already providing me with entertainment with a mechanic that i don't like yep so would you say that i mean i know you've sort of semi touched on it but would you say if we were if i was to put a game down now we'll use one that i actually know you don't like cupcake academy it is a real-time reaction dexterity game yep three things you don't like james indeed it is the personification of everything that i dislike exactly in a box exactly but on those grounds james if we were talking about it right now yep i know you've played the game and i know that deep down you know that there's some interesting parts to it yeah could you overlook those biases i to actually talk honestly about yes i think i could uh, despite the fact that I would be mentioning every other sentence that I despise this game <laughs> with every fibre of my being, if it still has a mechanic in it that is, like as you said, interesting, or if it does something particularly well mm. as a game mechanic, yeah, I'd give it praise for that, but while highlighting that I despise that game with every fibre of my being. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that's That's good. It is good that you you would be able to do. I that. think, like, the reason I could do that is because I am also consciously aware that the reason I despise that game is because I'm no good at it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you know what, James? You might have even just come up with another number for my bias chart. There, as I, like, I'm biased against games because I'm terrible at it. Yeah, you know, if you're ba- if you're yeah. bad at a game and you consistently lose. A games It doesn't are, necessarily mean you're going to dislike it. You just might be a bit biased against it. You might be biased, but at the, at the end of the day, that's again, it's a natural one because 
games are supposed to provide entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that just because you lose doesn't make it an entertaining game. I've had plenty of games that were fantastically entertaining that mm. I have lost terribly. Yes. It's just they are, that one, for your example, is a combination of that real time and dexterity. Mm. I'm under pressure and I am no good at dexterity games because I'm all fingers and thumbs. Yeah. So I just do not get enjoyment out of it. No. Uh, I'm I'm determined, James. We are going to find a dexterity game that you will enjoy. I enjoy Cobra Paw. True. You do enjoy Cobra Paw. I had forgotten that. But uh, yeah, so that that is um, the kind of games you like and dislike. That's that's the first bias. And I think that's a biggie, yeah. to be honest, because that really will affect absolutely everyone. Now, the second one I've put... This one is a bit more towards, I guess, content creation, but this one is content bias. Um, and this definitely affects content creators because a lot of content production tends to be swayed a bit more towards what's the hotness on Board Game Geek at the moment. And, you know, you if you're doing content creation and you want to try and grow your brand that's the kind of thing you need to do i like to think we don't always focus on the hotness i like to think we focus a bit on the shelf of shame as well which is which is uh, something i enjoy doing but i would also argue that the hotness also affects biases of normal players oh it does because they're only interested in playing the hotness so where does that stand on what do you think about that one? Um, I don't look at board game geeks, so I would say I'm not affected by it. No, I guess that's one benefit to not being on uh, on board game geek. Yeah, you know, I, I, I go I, on it quite a bit. I, I quite, I personally look at the board game geek thing. While while it is a useful tool, mm. I I very much view it the same as I view movie mo- uh, movie reviews, which I completely ignore because yeah. I'll decide whether I like the film or not yeah. by watching it. Yeah. Just as I will decide whether this game is any good or not by playing it. Yeah. But you would agree that, again, not just in content creation, you would agree that people's biases could definitely be swayed by oh, absolutely, the absolutely. likes of Paul I know plenty of people who, if it's not in the top 10, will not touch it. Yeah. Uh, but then once they have touched it and they've played it, would you say that it affects their their bias then? Will, will they be the become the hype engine for that game? Even if you know deep down they probably didn't enjoy it as much as they probably are making out they did. I think some people are affected by that, yes. 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 Yeah, I, I would 100% say yeah. that that's, that's something. And we witness it quite a lot. Yeah, despite the fact, you know... You watch some people play a game that's in that top 10 and you can tell they're not enjoying it at all, but they'll still rave about how good it is just because yeah. it's in that top 10. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another thing is sort of an extension from that is the one I've put down as number three, but it is a gaming group bias, which is you're going to be biased towards certain games because they're the games that your gaming group play. Yes. So if your gaming group is more heavily weighted towards lighter and mid-weight games, you're probably going to be more biased towards them games. You're going to enjoy them games more. Uh, that, that's, I would say, purely because those are the games that you're playing yeah. on the regular. So yes, I would agree with that. I can also think of one which is publisher bias. Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot. Yes, If it's by a certain publisher, yep. people will praise it to the hilt without ever 
touched it, yeah. touching it, where it all, and I've seen the reverse of that as well. It's like, oh, yeah. I was by this people, so it won't be very good. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing is that the way you've just described that is actually similar to the next one I've written down, which was friendships and relationships. Yeah. Now, this obviously is, again, thought of on a content creator perspective. You know, you're, if you've got friendships, relationships with publishers, that is going to give you a bias. Yes. Uh, regardless of whether you think it is or not. You know, they may not be paying you to do something. Yeah. But someone who gives you a free game, for example, it's immediately put them in a good light. Doesn't mean that it needs to overrule honesty I, and integrity. Because I, this I, is... I, yeah, I would say from a content creator's point of view that's the biggest one to avoid yes 100% very nice you might have been given the game for free Mm -hmm. but you should not be biased or feel beholden Mm. to basically give it a good review just because of that it's yeah it 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 100% goes back to what you were talking about with integrity yes and honesty because you know if if you're gonna if if you're gonna do something if you're a content creator it is reasonable to assume that people might be listening for your opinions. Mm -hmm. So if your opinions have been skewed just because you got that game for free, Mm -hmm. then I would say it's to the point of being morally wrong if you blatantly overlook its flaws and just go, yeah, this is great. Yeah, 100%. Just because I got it for free. 100%. And, you know, the the way you described it just now is actually, again, yeah, uh, friendships and relationships. All right, you may not know the publisher personally, but you have a relationship bond with a particular publisher you're going to be a bit more biased every time that that publisher puts out a new game and you might be looking at this game through rose tinted glasses i think is uh, is the old phrase that we could could coin there yeah you might also get um i suppose content bias mm-hmm. you might find your content primarily featuring that particular publisher yeah yeah, you that's, could. That's a form of bias. Yeah. However, I will touch on that a little bit later after we finish the list. But I think that can also be affected by the games that you, you are playing. Um, which, yeah, I'll, I'll try and explain that a bit more in, in a second once we once we finish the list. Um, I'm not going to go into this one too much because, it, quite frankly, it angers me, mm. really, when it comes to content production. But money... Money's a huge bias creator. Whether you want it to be or not, money does affect people's opinions on things. If you're being paid to do something, you still need to be honest and hold your integrity. However, it does create a bias. I, well, two things about this. I've heard a few things and it's not just within the realm of gaming, but it's on the subject of content creation Oh, the, the, yeah, general, this is a worldwide thing, no matter um, what it's for. But I, I've heard a lot of sort of stories that in a lot of countries, effectively, that the relative countries' advertising standards are actually starting to come down on content creators quite badly mm. for doing, for basically for not following the rules because content creators seem to think they're, abo- they're not yes. beholden to that. It's like, if you've been paid... You need to tell people you've been paid. Yeah. One, you need to be uh, two. And if you're being paid, it's not necessarily a review. It's pretty much an advert. Yes. 
Yeah. You are advertising the game and you need to basically format it as an advert. Yeah. So if you're, uh, first of all, if you're being paid, whether, whether it's, whether you're supposed to or not, it's like you should not be classing your content as a review Mm -hmm. because your review is, I don't care what anyone says, your review is going to be biased. Yes. Because you're being paid to do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, this this is where I guess we segue <clears throat> on from that because we used to do we used to do a bit more of a review style format here, James, where we would rate games yep. towards the end. Now I, I immediately hold up and say we have never ever been paid to do anything. Uh, we have been sent a few games. The fact that we haven't talked about those games might tell you a little bit, but. You know, there are there are reasons that we don't do that anymore. One, because we didn't want to. But more importantly, I like to think with our game highlights that they're more of a, like a, a game preview. You know, like if you saw a preview on a Kickstarter page for a game where, yes, we... we <laughs> it is hard, really, because a preview should never have opinions in it. And that's where I stand on paid content. If you are paid to do content for a game, I don't actually have a problem with that. However, I don't believe that you should provide any kind of opinion on the game. You want to show me the game? Cool. You want to show me the components of the game? Cool. I don't want to know your opinion because I know that your opinion is now biased because you have told me this is a paid for piece of content, whether that's putting the little note in the box in the corner of a, of a YouTube thing or what I personally prefer coming out and actually saying I was either, you know, I was sent this copy. I was paid for to do this, blah, blah, blah. Cool. No problem with that. Just keep your opinions to yourself on this one. I think any kind of review should never have any form of monetary attachment Yeah, because money is the biggest bias creator of all. You know, I know you said about content creators having to avoid certain things. The money one, I think, is the biggest thing. So if you're going to take money for something, that's cool. Just don't give me an opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Now, I know that this is its a subject that's been around the board game hobby for quite some time. Um, it's nothing new. It's never going to go away. That's, that's the long and short of it. There are people that make a, a living out of doing content creation for this this space, as there is many other spaces. And really, it's up to the individual to figure out who they want to subscribe to, who they want to put their faith in. Yeah. Because ultimately, mean, no, would you say that that's the key thing here is faith? Yeah. I mean, there are... Obviously, we're a long way off of making a living off of this, but there are ways to have an income stream which don't generate bias. You know, you can advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, on on whatever platform you're on, on those kind of things. It's just specifically when it's when someone has come to you and said, "We want you to feature our product." Here's some money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, cool. I will do. I can do your preview. I can do. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, a a playthrough. Yes. You know, there's nothing wrong with a playthrough. Maybe throwing in a couple of bits here and there, but yeah, you know, is. But I, I will not give opinions or recommendations. No. So now here's a question for you, James. If someone, if a company came to your favorite content creator and goes, right, we want to pay you to do a playthrough of this game. Cool, no problem. If you yourself, or that, sorry, that content creator themselves then decided to do 
a free of charge review at a later date of the game, where do you stand on on the honesty and, and where you think their biases might be on that? Because they have been paid by the you know the, say the publisher previously. They've worked with the publisher previously. Do you I, think I that would, creates a bias? I, yes. I don't think you'll ever be able to shake that that bias, so you shouldn't do it. Mm. But if that's the case, you'd never get any kind of board game content. And that that's where the, this whole issue comes in, I think. Because, like, for example, we, we, we'll say, because we're very good friends with, say, Stop, Drop and Roll. They've provided me with a prototype in the past of Earth Rising. We've been involved in playtesting a lot of their games it could be deemed that we are biased with regards to their content that we that we were to put out. So I'll say when we eventually do the Earth Rising game highlight, granted, we're not going to give it reviews and stuff, but if we don't say anything negative about that game or its contents, we could be deemed as biased. Would you agree that we would have a bias there because of our relationship with them? No, because I think we'd be, well, we could be accused of it, Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we are biased because I think we have the integrity to do it. And I also like your model of doing it. As you mentioned, we have been sent a few games and haven't done episodes on them, mainly because you went back in the initial look through, went back to that publisher and had the grace to say, look, if you really want me to do this, I'll do it. But there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. and I will highlight them. Yeah. See, I, I do sort of feel that my integrity is damaged by doing stuff like that. I um, see. I don't mainly because it's like if there is a, a fault with the game, I should be telling people. I don't though because a lot of those, let's be honest, games that we have been sent are, as we are a small time podcast, are from small, and I mean small publishers, independents, yeah, and they're usually prototypes or yes. not in full production yep that i think is fair to do because yeah that's the key thing here uh and this is what this is what i was trying to tell myself really was anything i had that actually did have issues yep. you are quite correct they were prototype pre-production copies yeah or they hadn't gone to retail yet it <clears> might have been the final yeah cut that they'd received but they haven't gone to retail yet and as far as i'm concerned you're actually doing them a favor guy look before this hits retail and you've actually got a chance to go to your manufacturer because otherwise I'm going to point out this, 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 and this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that that's the key thing, is that if it's not a final production copy, i.e. a retail, a copy that's about to hit retail in that exact form, I kind of feel like I, I that is my duty to sort of go back, look, these are the issues we found. Yeah. I'm reporting these to you, sort of like a beta tester, if you like, Yeah. of like a, a PC game. There's like... I found these bugs. Here you go. Yeah. Do, with, I, that. I Do agree. with that as you will. I would also agree with that. And as we've said quite a few times, they've usually been pre-production or before retail copies. So they're not available for anyone who is listening to actually go out and spend money on yet. Yeah. So, because uh, that's my biggest thing <clears throat> when you do things like that. It's like, you can't give a game a good review, especially if it's got poor quality components and then have someone, a listener, go out and buy it because they've mm. listened to it and gone, oh, and we've gone, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And then go, what? Yeah, what's great? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's in pre-production, 
I almost have a problem with giving scathing reviews to games in pre-production because you're effectively shooting the game down before it's ever had a chance. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, d- I definitely don't believe in that because it's one thing I... Contrary to popular opinion, I actually don't like being particularly negative, especially about this hobby. You know, this hobby is... I'm the first to admit I hold my hands up. I'm obsessed with this hobby. I love it. I live it. You know, I I would be playing games every single day if I could. So being negative about it is is actually quite difficult. But when you listen to our back catalogue of of games, game highlights that we've done, we've never been particularly really negative about a game. And I think the honest thing here, James, is there is a reason. And I don't... I guess it is a form of bias, but it's a bias that selects which games we talk about. For example, I can't pick one off the shelf because I don't have games that I don't like. But, all right, we'll go back to Exploding Kittens. I don't like Exploding Kittens. Have we ever talked about it on the show? No. No. Why? Because I don't like it. I don't want to spend 40, 40 minutes talking about a game that I don't particularly like when I could be talking about... Dynagenics. I could be talking about Earth. I could be talking about Die of the Dead. All games I actually enjoy and bring something to my life. Yes. It's brought me enjoyment. It's yeah. brought you enjoyment. On that same ticket, though, yes, there is a bias there mm-hmm. because the games we feature are either games you know you like because mm-hmm. they're on your shelf or games you think you'll like. And yes. That's important. Yes. Games you think you'll like. Yeah. You bought Earth. We haven't played it yet. Yeah. That is correct. Um, I think, James, this is where it becomes very, very difficult. So we're going to go to Shelfie Stacker, for example. Mm. I bought the game because I thought I'd like it. I was rather indifferent to it. The intention was it was a cheap enough game that we could play it. We could play it three times. We'd get a, a game highlight episode out of it. And then if I liked it, I could keep it and we could play it again. If I didn't like it, it didn't matter. I'd just get rid of it. We haven't done that. We haven't. And that's because I don't want to, you know, with all the games we've got, it's very hard to say, let's play this game again and then again and then again with our very, very minimal amount of game time that we actually get yep. dedicated to a game that we already know we're not fans of. Ark Nova, was, I mean, we. I played Ark Nova. I hated it. I didn't play it for weeks. But then I forced myself because... Going on the bias, Ark Nova was hot. And this was at a time where I thought that that was an important thing for, for the show. I, I Just for the record, I don't feel like that anymore. But I forced myself to play it again, and I eventually came to like it. I can't do that with every game. No. Because I just don't... There's not enough hours in a day. But I, I ask you to consider something the other side of that coin, though. How many games have we done highlights or, in the old format, reviews, mm-hmm. where... We did highlight the positives and the negatives. I The general consensus at the end of the episode was it's a really good, fun game, mm. but either the components are not up to standard yep. or it's a fun game, but it has some issues, Yeah, which means we're not biased because we have highlighted the negatives. Yes. It's like, overall, I enjoy this game, but it has... Yeah. issues and this i think ultimately that's why we decided to go for the new format didn't we because yes. we could buy a, you know a game highlight we're not only highlighting the good yeah or we are another, going to highlight the bad but we're what we're doing is we're not going to tell you 
we'll, we'll tell you our recommendations. Do we recommend you play it? Do we recommend you buy it? But I'm not going to tell you a number. A rating. We're not going to Another rate. way to look at this is, in all honesty, looking through that back catalogue, how, ma- how many at the end of the episode were basically, if it's on a table, play it. But if you're looking to buy it, mm, yeah. maybe if it's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. This is very true. Very, very true. Um, the, the, the fact of the matter is, though, while smaller content creators like us, uh, this doesn't really affect all that much. But the larger ones, you know, lot, you know YouTube is much bigger medium than it is, uh, than podcasting is. There is always going to be a bias somewhere. Yeah, you can't avoid it. No. And the nature of the beast is this is indeed a business, you know, the, the, the game business. And publishers are going to be in, in the market of wanting to get the best word out there for their games. And sometimes paying content creators is, is is the best way for them to do that. But really, it comes down to the individual content creators, in my opinion, to hold up their integrity. And I have to put faith, my own personal faith, in someone that I don't know to tell me an honest opinion about a game. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. But if you find a content creator that has the same biases as you, you know, maybe the same like of worker placement games. Yeah. And he's reviewing a, a worker placement game. You can probably bet that that's a, 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 a going to be a good review for you. It's like you said, it's, it's ultimately it's down to integrity. Like, like you said, worker placement game. If we put a worker placement game in front of you and it was genuinely bad, you'd say it was bad because I know you. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's a worker placement game and it's one of your favorite mechanics. It's like, mm-hmm. if anything, if it was a bad game, it would make you angry because yeah. it's something that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like to think that I do indeed have have that integrity. You know, I, I'm quite happy with the fact that the way we do stuff tends to be a case of I go out and I spend my own hard-earned money on a game, which means I have expectations. Whereas if I'm given something for free... The expectations are still there, but they may not be quite as high as they probably should be. Should I have spent the money on that on that personal thing? Because I don't have any personal investment in it. You know, I've not invested my money. So I like the fact that we, we the games we talk about are bought with our own money. You know, at the time when we talked about Nemesis, James, you had paid your own money for I was that. about to make a mighty great... No, no, Jason, they're bought with your money. Let's, yes. let's be clear about this. You are the one with the board game buying obsession. Yes, indeed. And let's be honest, the bias here, James, is when we eventually get round to talk about Unmatched, the ones that you bought, you're going to say they're the best thing since sliced bread. 100%, I know they are. Because you, you, James, spent money on it against your will after being forced by me to buy something. Am I, though? <laughs> I might have bought Ooh. I might have bought them, but are they my favourite set? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll save that, James. That's that's golden right there. So that's a real teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Find out when the episode drops. Yeah, this, this time next year, probably, when we've completely forgotten about it or it's old and irrelevant. But, yeah, I think... While I do want to start talking, like, I mean, I think we've already shown it this year. We're doing a lot more content that's based on now, you know, content games that have been coming out this year, for example, or last year. It's a bit more up to date. 
I'm still happy that we are mixing in older games in there as well. And that's the way I like it. I like to think that we are quite um, honest in what we say. And I like to think that we have a decent amount of integrity. And I, I know that a couple of people have messaged us about the fact that they like the fact that we will tell you the negatives of a game. But yeah, it is a shame, really, that bias is a thing. But ultimately, James, is it something that you're ever going to get away from anywhere in any walk of life? No. Everyone's got their personal biases. It's yeah. up to them whether it lets them affect their judgment, yeah. basically. And I, I wouldn't judge people that do have biases because yeah. sometimes you just don't know. All I would say to them is you have to constantly challenge those biases. That That's an important one. Like, for me, a big one for me is food. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've lost track of the amount of times by default when someone says, oh, we're going to, say, an Indian restaurant and going... Oh, I don't like curry. Hang on a minute. Yeah. I've had that bias since I was 10 years old. Yeah. People change. Yeah. And they do because I now love curry. Yep. Yep. Indeed. And it's, it's sort of that change. It's like, hang on a minute. I've just defaulted to an answer there. I fought off Chinese food the majority of my life because I, I just didn't like the idea of it. Didn't like the sound of it. Mm. Didn't like the smell of it. It's now my favorite food. Yes. Like, I love Chinese food, traditional and westernized. Yes. You know, I absolutely love Chinese food. And yeah, that again, that was from a childish bias. Yeah. That I a lot had. Of the, um, especially some of the foods that they say, or in general, the opinion is they require acquired taste and immature mm. taste. Uh, olives being another one. He yep. despise olives. Yep. And would default to, no, I don't like them. Again, because when I was probably even younger, about three, I still have that memory of trying one and being, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And that memory is so powerful that up until about my early 30s, I'm sitting there going, no, I don't like him. And then one day went, it's been, what, 27 years yeah. since I actually tried one? <laughs> so I should probably actually grow a set and go, I'm going to try that again because I've not had one for 27 years. Yeah. Exactly. So, by you know, uh, we we've been talking primarily about bias within within games and 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 how you feel about games that you have played, but ultimately bias is there in the games that you could play. Yes, as well. So it is. We talked about what five, six different types of bias that I know I have and that I have to fight when I'm doing game highlight, you know, episodes and doing written reviews and stuff like that. But deep down, there are so many. Oh, yeah, there are. So many. You know, tens, 20, you know, I, I don't think there'd be hundreds, but there's definitely tens of different bias types Yep, that you could have. How many games are you missing out on because you look at the playtime and go, that's too long? Yeah, yeah. I have a bias towards a shorter game, 100%. You know, and again, if I play a game that is longer than... An hour, it's already got to get through my mind of why is this game so long? Does it need to be? You know, it's now fighting an uphill battle. So, yeah, bias is a thing. It's something that I try to work against, and I know it's something you try to work against, James. But is it something that we're ever going to overcome? I, I don't... Like I said, I think the, the primary thing you've got to do is constantly challenge that bias and yeah. go, hang on a minute, do I actually still feel that way? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um... 
Perfect example. Again, I guess my closing thing is perfect example about challenging biases. I said earlier, I don't like hidden movement games. One of the games I played recently was Beast, which is a hidden movement game. And I loved it. It was a great game. Yeah. You've got to challenge those biases. And I'll tell you the reason why, James, is because I didn't pay much attention to the game itself um, when I agreed to play it. If I'd known it was a hidden movement game, I may have succumbed to my bias and gone, do you know what? I'm not really up for that. And I would have missed out on a really good game. So challenge those biases. Challenge the biases. If, if, if you're talking content creation, you need to find someone that you trust. And if you don't trust them, and that includes us, if you don't trust us to be able to go against our biases, I totally understand if you don't listen anymore. Same as there are certain content creators that I do not watch or listen to because I don't trust their opinion. I won't say who they are because I have a little bit of integrity. Mm. <laughs> but there are there are some out there that I, I do think lack that integrity and um, therefore don't get my don't get my attention. So everyone is different. Everyone has biases and not everyone can overcome them. That's what I'm saying. Who? Can we calm down a bit now? We can. We can. That, that went on a bit longer than I actually thought it was going to. But uh, yeah, James, shall we disappear for today? Let's do it. Because it's getting really hot in here now. Yep. And I want to get outside for some fresh air. So, till next week, I have been Jason. And I've been James. And you have been listening to the Meeple Minded Podcast. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta ta and goodbye. <laughs>